0: Have not followed his Triple H horse racing podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 318 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. We are happy to be back after a slight hiatus, just took a week off, and we are cranked up and ready to go for the holidays and some big-time horse racing, please make sure you hit that subscribe button at the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Hit that notification bell so that you know when new content will arise and smash that like button. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can follow me on X, as you see on my name tag, at hkravitz. And scrolling on the bottom of the screen, my email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. We've got some big shows coming up, and I forgot on the bottom of the screen, we actually have a special show Uh, Not only do we have Ben and Boozen next Wednesday in our flagship show as usual next Thursday night with a special presentation that we'll talk about in a minute. But also next Tuesday, uh, December 26th, the day after Christmas, is the traditional opening day card at Santa Anita. It is one of my favorite cards of the entire year. And we have a special show we are planning at 10.30 Eastern time in the morning. Again. Mark this down. You'll see it up on the website uh, and you'll see it on our YouTube channel soon. But a special show previewing the huge opening day at Santa Anita on the day of San Anita opening, Tuesday, the 26th, 1030 a.m. Eastern. Please join us there. You can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We really appreciate all the listens. Our listeners have been fantastic. Tip Sheet. Look below the video player. You only have about 10 days if you'd like to subscribe for our new yearly subscription. We get one full free month. That's right. A free month of Power Picks tip sheet, which, by the way, has been on fire lately, if you've been paying attention. And also twice a month, Kentucky Derby news. That is if you sign up yearly. Please look below the video player. For all of that information, Pete Visco does a great job with our website, hhhracingpodcast.com. We are also on Instagram, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, the screen, Instagram.com, hhhracingpodcast. Please check that out. Let's go ahead and bring in my wonderful co host, who I'm sure in the holiday spirit, first fresh from his trip from Kentucky again. Which we'll talk about just a little bit from the Saratoga Special and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Mr. Paul Halloran, and from the East Coast of Maryland, Mr. Pete Visco. Guys, hope you enjoyed the week off last week. How are we doing today?
1: Wonderful. How are you doing, Paul? I'm good, Pete. A lot of people get two weeks off for Christmas, by the way, but we not we uh, we work for a guy who believes in keeping us on task, which I love.
0: Yeah, we got a lot very easy to
1: go off task. (laughs) It
2: doesn't take much, right?
0: Paul, before we get into the handicapping, I'd be remiss not to ask you. You you sent it out on Twitter. And, Pete, I think we need to change the name of our website, not to the HHH Racing Podcast, but the Paul Library of Hall of Fame articles. (laughs) Just just change that because this guy's just cranking out one great article, Pete after another and yeah well yeah i'm sure you read it pete and if pete if it's not up on the website please put it up i actually haven't it is it's on
2: anybody yeah for for anyone who wants to go to the website we don't have all of paul's articles but we have some of the ones that are that are up there and they are links to the this is horse racing website so we're not you know we're not stealing anything we're linking you right to the website so there's plenty of articles by paul on there Please go on, read them. They're, they've been fantastic as always.
0: Paul, I know you've taken many trips to Kentucky, mainly for good reasons, some for not so good reasons. Um, the last one you just talked, just very quickly, you were there, what, over the weekend and then into Monday or maybe just Monday, you'll let us know for uh, what would have been Cody Dorman's 18th birthday. And I'm sure his funeral was was sort of closure but this was sort of happy closure, I would say, and doesn't end the Cody's witch story because it'll go on for a long time as the horse has babies and whatnot. But for the family and for yourself, this probably was a happy type of closure this past weekend.
1: Yeah, it was on Monday, and uh, well, I tried to get there Sunday, Howard, but I, <laughs> you know how it is traveling these days. I, I I left my house in here in the suburbs of Boston at three o'clock Sunday afternoon intending to be in Lexington by midnight, and uh, I was in Lexington by noon the next day, but that's the way it goes these days when you travel. But, uh, yeah, it it was a celebration, and and this is something that uh, they kind of talked about even before Cody passed, you know, about doing some type of, you know, something special for his 18th birthday, and uh, it was a real last-minute decision for me. I was texting back and forth with Kelly on, actually, on last Friday night, And uh, he kind of reminded me that they were having it. And I said, you know what? I think I got to be there. So I booked myself and uh, it was hosted by Godolphin, of course, the the greatest people in racing, in my opinion. And it was mainly uh, their families. They they had about 40 to 50 family members there, most of them up from Columbia, Kentucky, where they're from and, you know, where Cody's services were. And it was very much a celebration. Everyone got to see the horse. They brought the horse out and, you know, as I wrote in my column, uh, if you guys read, you know, I, I'm no Maggie Wolfendale, but, boy, if you put that horse in the paddock today, Howard, for a grade one race, you would bet him. If With limited knowledge, he just looks, <laughs> he is, he looks terrific still, and uh, he apparently is taken to his new duties, which haven't technically started yet. They'll start in February, but uh, good for him. They get to the practice, Pete. <laughs> so... Uh, is uh graham lovett the stallion manager there who's a wonderful wonderful guy reports that uh as you would expect in the breeding shed as on the racetrack he's a real pro so <laughs> it was good it was nice uh kylie got to feed him a cupcake he liked that uh and uh yeah it was just um you know not a not nothing earth shattering but i just i don't know i felt i had to be there
0: paul i love how you sort of danced around the verbiage of the uh practicing of the breeding uh <laughs> I mean, listen, who doesn't like to practice some breeding, right, Pete? Uh, All right, yeah. that's, my,
2: that's my kind of retirement right there. There you go. Oh, I, I, I don't even know what else you need, really. You
1: want to be, Pete, you want to be Cody's wish. I, I'll <laughs> take it. I'll take it. <laughs>
0: yes. I'll tell no, what that you're life. saying is without any published works, he, he would have a chance in the Mr. Prospector that we're going to handicap at at Gulf of the Gulf. Yeah. Uh, at, right, huh?
1: You know, again, you don't know that. You, you never know what's going to happen, but a lot of it is how, you know, how they act, right? And. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, they they it, the breeding season, of course, as I put in my column, appropriately starts on Valentine's Day. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but you know, they, they don't have high all, hopes.
0: They don't all take to stud duty. I mean, people just assume. No. You, you never know. No. So, cigar, mean, remember
1: c- The great cigar was not fertile, believe Correct. it or not. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you never know. But uh, he has a a full book, as they say. He is sold out. So if you <laughs> – if you have 75,000 and you want to breed to Cody's wish, you got to wait till next year as we Red Sox fans <laughs> say, but uh yeah, it was, it was nice. It was snowing out. Uh, I didn't know until that day, but Kelly told me that Cody loved the snow, even though it doesn't snow much in Kentucky. Uh, the first day he had his tablet, it was snowing and he asked his mother to do the tablet to bring him to the window. Cause he wanted to watch it snow. So Again, you can believe it was a coincidence that it was snowing on Monday. But if you do, I can't help you. You know, I was kind of saying, OK, Cody, enough. We get it. <laughs> I didn't come to I didn't leave Boston to come to Kentucky to get snowed on. <laughs> but uh, it was a pretty, uh, pretty picturesque scene out there. The outside of the stallion barn at John Abel Farm.
0: Well, Paul, the way you weave that in the article, anyway, people can read it. I but P and I just I think are just I, amazed is not the word because you just continually do it, but just cranking out really well written pieces, Paul. And as a journalism major, I can really appreciate that. So, uh, well, thank you. Thank More
1: you. to come, I have a lot of work we, left to do.
0: We do. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, we also have a lot of great people in the chat already. commenting. we Let's do really quickly get to a few. Steven Vanderbrook is here. Good evening, gentlemen. Yeah, please smash that like button. You know what? I'd like to have hundred likes on a video. Can we please get a hundred likes? All you have to do is take your finger. You can use your thumb, pinky, whatever, and just press the like button. That's it. It's the thumbs up button below the video player. Just smash it. We got Ralph, Ralph Conti. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to all. Buon Natalie. Appreciate that. We've uh Katie is here. Oh, Kyle Roscoe, host of Ben And Great job last night, by the way. Check out that show <laughs> for a huge car at the fairgrounds this Saturday as they start their road to the kentucky derby kyle merry christmas to you and happy holidays to everyone we have michael austin is here in the chat uh let's see he's got a sierra leone i'm drafting sierra leone first on the racing who's racing racing dudes triple who's the just kidding those are good guys racing dudes triple crown fantasy league so i'm joking you uh anyway fantastic we appreciate that Um, speaking of Sierra Leone, last comment, then we're going to get to the, um, handicapping. I, I did not get summoned anything, Paul. I have not received anything in the mail. As you guys know, I think I am going down to Gulfstream, um, and Southern Florida next week, uh, for the, uh, big Pegasus preview day for four days. I have talked to Miguel Clement already. I will be visiting Payson training center. I've never been there. Um, I put the word out to chat I've not heard back yet maybe maybe he does have a restraining order on me that I'm not aware of for the horse not for me uh for Sierra Leone but guys I might be able to see Sierra Leone we'll 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 see I promise I'll keep my distance Paul and Pete I'll keep my distance
1: I'll tell you. I might reach out to Chad myself, Pete. And- yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you, you, you send that text on the
2: side, like, no, no, no. Yeah. We wanna we wanna cash this ticket this time. Yeah. We, don't, we don't I can't any- wait
0: to get I'll that email. Sorry, I, I heard from a Paul Howard and you're not allowed to see him. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll tell you
1: what, um I would that's I'm feeling really good about that. I that that I don't care what happens. That was a great choice. I'm I'm Thanks excited for one. I
0: do appreciate it. so it's what seventh in the he's seventh I I believe right now in the in the future wagers in Vegas. And guess who's number one right now at Caesars? It's knock is the number one betting choice right now for the dirt. Interesting. So I guess I mean if you believe in that kind of stuff, that flatters the form of Sierra Leone. Not that I need to uh, see that. But anyway. Real exciting stuff going on. So if you're gonna if you're in South Florida uh, next weekend, anyone out there listening or watching or gonna be a Gulfstream, uh, hit me up with a with a DM on X, and we'll uh, have a beverage and say hello. I'm looking forward to being a Gulfstream Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and part of the Sunday card as well. And then flying back for New Year's Eve, I'll be saying hello and having a beverage from Matt Bernier and Charlie Freeman of Bet and Booze, and his family's gonna be there uh, down in South Florida, and so I'll be visiting with them. As well. But enough talk, guys. Let's get to the handicapping. We're ready to roll. We got we've Absolutely. got Gulching Park, uh, big day of racing. They've got uh four stakes, four of the five races in the late pick five are stake races and they're good ones. And Pete, something that's never happened on this show is about to happen tonight. Uh no, it's not us picking winners. Uh you will see, you'll see when the uh I address you, Pete. You'll you'll find out why yes. in just a minute here. So let's go ahead and bring on Race seven. There's our picks at the bottom of the screen for race seven. Pete, maybe you are getting an It'd idea of what might be out there. Yeah. Paul, Pete is finally he's finally come to his senses. Paul, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, it only took 318 <laughs> shows of mine, and you know I'd say about 140 <laughs> shows for Pete or whatever it is. Or anyway, it's just the two. The ch- or it's just
2: the Pete two chalks, too. and it was pretty obvious. Aside from that, we'll
0: well, we'll, we'll you know, let we'll that take, go. <laughs> we'll take winners, though, right?
2: I like it. I don't care. Winners are winners.
0: All right, let, well, let's talk about it right now. Let me share the screen here. Here we go. We are opening up the pick five with, well, listen, you got to open up with some kind of race. This is a claiming 62.5. They're oh. going a mile. It opens the pick five. It starts at 3.06 Eastern. It's a field of eight. Pretty big Moreline favorite. In number eight, English Bob, Florida Bread for D'Angelo and Irad. Pete, you and I are chalking out with that, although I'm assuming Pete, And this usually happens, just for people to know at home, we usually are handicapping without the morning lines. They don't come out till Thursday. But God bless Gulfstream and Fairgrounds and other tracks. These cards come out almost a week in advance, guys. I mean, New York, California. Are you paying attention? Because you're off this week, New York and California. So you might as well listen to us about this kind of stuff. Get the damn PPs out more than three or four days ahead of time. Pete, I digress. English Bob, go ahead. What do you like about him?
2: Yeah, I mean if you just look on the page, that last race is, is pretty strong. And and I like the fact that you know breaks the maiden, then it's you know shoots up a bit going to optional claimer 75 way back and then keeps dropping a little bit. Optional claimer 25, then drops into this company basically, last out, wins nice and easy, big chalk gets claimed away from Safi, which, you know, in Florida isn't always the best thing in the world. But D'Angelo, 41% winner, 74% in the money, first after the claim in dirt routes at Gulfstream, picks up IRAD. The horse is tactical, should be able to work out a trip from the outside, can sit off the pace that's there. Just looks really, really strong. And it's really logical. I, I can't imagine not having this horse at least on the ticket, if not on top. So there's this everything that I like about this one.
0: He's this one of those horses that would never make a win bet at six to five, but you have no, to use no. an A, right? And, and he had worked pretty hard in that last race uh, to go by at 50 cents the dollar. I don't know if you watched the replay, but that was off a long layoff. And of, all, what, the yeah. horses, yep. of all the horses in this race, Pete, and I'm sure you agree, he just seems one of the few that has some upside. He's, he's still a three-year-old about to turn four. I don't see any reason why he can't run an improving number, not that he needs to. And the time form sort of disagrees. He got a 72 buyer, but a ninety-six time form. So time form has this race a little bit higher if you subtract 20, et cetera, et cetera. He might, I think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna have the lead here, but I think he's just gonna sit outside and go buy when it counts.
2: Agree. No, I agree with everything. Hey. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the layoff because that was the one thing I didn't yeah. mention. So hopefully he's even a little sharper this time out.
0: I think so. And you you know I've got the seven and second Paul's got this seven in first. Paul, why don't you talk about Bergie, uh, who is off the claim for Melanie Giddings. And I I, I should – I apologize for not knowing. She used to be an assistant for someone. Now she's out, out on her own, I believe.
1: Oh, yeah, Jeremiah uh, right. Engelhardt.
0: Okay. What do you like about this one, Paul? Well – I
1: just think that, and I did not have the morning lines, as you said, Howard, because yeah. you know we do our homework early when we take Mr. Kravitz's class, because we always want to get extra credit. Um, I think this, now that I see the morning lines, and, and you know, I'm obviously going to use the eight, but isn't this the type of horse you're supposed to beat at seven to five? I mean, st- stays at 62.50. I get it. It is a claim. And, you know, Pete's very right. D'Angelo is very good off the claim, but Safi is the king of Gulfstream. And you know that I Low lowers the price. I don't know. I'm I'm glad I have the seven, even only at five to two as opposed to the eight at seven to five. One uh, look at I didn't overcomplicate things. The horse won for twelve five at Saratoga, and he's running for half of that at Gulfstream. So let's I'm very good at being a simpleton. So well, what do
0: you make of that, Paul? That's a pretty dramatic drop, considering that they just claimed them for twenty-five, Now I was in for sixty-two-five. It's not like the purse is big, so yeah, I, it look, is. But I mean, the eight that's, ran, that's, it's know, the eight
1: ran for twenty-five two races ago, right? So uh, true, you know, true. You know, again, that I don't know. Uh, you know, that last race was not good. But, again, a, a 25 at Gulfstream is certainly four times better than a 62.50. I mean, a Gulfstream at uh, back Belmont at Aqueduct is certainly four times better than a 60. You know, th- this is, hi, Howard, look at For the start of a sequence, this race is sponsored by Tylenol, okay? It's one big fat <laughs> headache, all right? And you got to get through it. But, you know, sometimes you're looking to say, geez, you know what? I'm going to try to sneak through with the chalk. And you know what they end up doing with the chalk, right? So yeah. I don't know. I am I, I think the 8 is formidable, but I'm I have I'm going to use the 7, and I'm also going to use the uh, 2, who is also, you know, dropping off a win. Not a great sign, but they're dropping him off a 12-5 win at Gulfstream. So, yeah, yeah I'll use the 8, but um, like you, I'm – Certainly wouldn't bet him to win at gunpoint.
0: Yeah. Now the two swept around uh, was a little bit wide in that last race, but did get a really he was. Good, he did get a good setup. They were going really fast, and I yes. just these horses, Paul and Pete, just in general, these bottom level claim, level claimers don't win two in a row. I know that seems like point. A silly. I know it seems like a silly kind of argument for why the horse can't win, but it's not silly to me because it just doesn't happen. Too often, and he got a perfect setup. But he's not impossible. I think it's mainly two, seven, and eight. You can make an hour and just using seven, eight. I will say, Paul, if it's such a big headache, you could skip and play the pick four. And I should also mention to everyone: the Rainbow Six has a mandatory payout at Gulfstream on Saturday, and it starts the race before this. So not only does the race before this guys start the mandatory uh, uh, Rainbow six, which I'll be participating in, but it also starts the $3 all-turf pick three. So race uh, six, which we're actually not going to handicap tonight, uh, but I will talk about on the power pick tip sheet, is a very important race for people that like those kind of horizontals. Pete, anything else quickly and we'll move on
2: no you and i have the the five a little bit just as a but i I didn't like the five at at the same level but i do think if you look at the horse like the five the last two muddy the form up a bit we talk about that a lot whereas when the horse was running at this level was very successful more ones and twos at this level so getting back uh, maybe with horses that he's more comfortable with can can bring him back to his older form
0: hey it's raymond's birthday you know it's also someone else's birthday but uh I'll, I'll talk, I'll, you guys will get an email on that. We got, well, it's two, actually we got two birthdays on the podcast. Why am I hiding it? Who gives an F? We got two podcasts coming up on the uh, birthdays on the podcast. One this weekend, A Patrick Kunzel. Patrick, early happy birthday. His is coming up. And someone on this screen is turning, maybe he'll say,
2: 52. all the way at the bottom. 52.
0: Hey, next week, right, Pete?
2: Yes. Next. What All is right. it? A Thir- oh, week from today, actually. That's 52. why I won't be on the show with you guys next week because my family That's said, okay. no, no, no. You will be spending your birthday with us. So, yes, that will be my birthday next That's Thursday.
0: That's right, right. 52, I hear, is a, is a pretty good number. Paul, do you remember I mean, that number? I, I know vaguely,
1: number vaguely, vaguely, you Vaguely. vaguely decades I think, wasn't yep, it? Vaguely. Matt, when I was 52, American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown. <laughs>
2: Fifty two is the new fifty one, right, Paul? Basically, <laughs> I hope so, Pete. I, I think, I'm hoping I think, sixty is the new fifty eight. I'll, I'll take think, it. I'll take anything at this point. Anything minus is good enough for me.
0: I think Patrick is turning twenty three. Paul, I oh. think you have, you have you have socks in your drawer that are that old. I think, right, Paul?
1: Oh boy! So I love hanging <laughs> around those guys. I, I, I envy them because I yes. think of how many light years they are ahead of me when I was that age. I mean, I was a degenerate as well. Don't get me wrong, but these guys actually know what they're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. So happy birthday. And also I don't know if I even said it officially, but Merry Christmas to everyone out there who celebrates, which is most people I, I'm sure. So of course, happy, early, happy new year, but we'll be on before uh, the new year and after Christmas. So, but anyway, Merry Christmas to everyone out there from the HHH racing podcast. We all, a wish for everyone's health and happiness and a lot of uh, joy uh, spread throughout the world for you and your family and friends. Let's go on to race eight there. Pete, you and I have the same pick again. Paul, what is going on here?
2: What
1: is happening here?
0: Is this going to happen throughout the show? I mean can't possibly happen. I want
1: to be there when Pete changes his play before be Saturday. Like, yeah, when I when I
0: send
1: when
2: I send out or my picks on Saturday that I that I send out, they'll be all completely different, Paul. They'll
1: come on, Horsey fun. Dave. Horsey Dave, weren't you here at the beginning of the show? He wants to know if we're doing a show on opening day at Santa Ronega. Horsey. Come on, hey. Horsey, come
0: horsey on. what do you think? Does the do sun rise? This rise east? East? Could I mean, Michael east? This Jordan is a jump? major Come on now. This is a major 30, podcast horsey. here. It's like I'm talking to my students. They don't listen. Horsey Dave, we love you. 10.30 a.m. on the morning of Sanita, opening day. Next Tuesday, we're going to be live, handicapping Sanita. So check it out, Horsey Dave. All right. Um, there's our picks at the bottom of the screen. Paul's going with the 1. Uh, Pete, you and I are both going with the 12. Let's bring it up right now. This is the Tropical Tropical Park Oaks. It is ungraded, 125000 Mile 16th on the turf. This is for the three-year-old girls. It's a big field of 12 with the Chad AE. And the morning line favorite in this difficult field is the rail horse, the number one. Cairo Concert for Pletcher and Irad. This is a horse we've actually talked about quite a bit on this show, guys. Let me bring you up on the screen. Gentlemen, here's what we've got. We've got two Pletchers, two Grand Motions, two Josie Carrolls, and two Chads. And four others. So this is going to be quite the interesting race. Uh, Paul, may have you go first. You're going with Cairo Concert. This is a horse we've talked about, like I said on this show, and probably her most memorable win. And she's been off a layoff. well And we're not going to show the replay. Was this one? uh I believe the sweetest chant on February 4th, where she broke really slow and closed like an absolute train, amazed everyone. But after that. She was just sort of mad. I mean, she ran okay. It was in grade twos, grade threes, but couldn't get the job done. Now she's off since May. We know Pletcher is good off layoffs, though. What do you like about Cairo Concert?
1: Well, I, I just think, uh, you know, you have to assume something went amiss in the last race because it led to a seven-month layoff, and Other than that last race, you know, there really aren't any bad races, at least if you only go 12 deep on the PPs, on the classic PPs. Um, I do think uh, she's running in better company. I think Papilio is is a good horse. Dance Macabre's a pretty good horse. Um, I I think this horse gets the trip. Uh, I think it's notable that IRAD lands here, and IRAD had ridden the 12 last time, who is a Chad – Morning, uh, four to one. I thought it'd be the favorite, uh, but I think it's notable that Irad lands here, having not ridden this horse last time, but ridden him before. Uh, I think the horse gets the trip. If I didn't already say that, from the in, I think the inside at this trip at Gulfstream is is good, and uh, yeah, I, I actually like this horse a lot. I, I think the twelve is formidable, but <clears throat> you know, between the running style and the post, uh, I think she's a little bit up against it.
0: Paul, I'm going to play devil's advocate advocate for one thing. I'm, I'm going to poo-poo one thing you said. Isn't Irad on this horse because he's trained by because she is trained by Pletcher? Not necessarily that's the horse he prefers. I mean, if this horse, if Cairo Concert is trained by, you know, X person Axe, do you still think Irad would be on this horse? We don't know. I'm just throwing that thought out there. I think it's more of a, a Pletcher connection rather Whoa. than this is the horse he prefers. We don't know.
1: Well, except the horse he got off is trained by a guy named Brown, whom he well, rides a lot of horses for.
0: He does. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, know, you know, you could say he only rode that horse once. He only rode the Chad horse once, right. and he's ridden the Todd Fletcher horse five times. Yeah. Uh, so that you know that's legit. You know, I, I'm not saying that's a you know the mitigating factor, but I, I do think it's noteworthy. Hence, I noted it.
0: <laughs> I do think you bring a good point and P and I are going to talk about the outside horses the 12 9, 10, and 12. uh Corin dude you know what I forgot to do this in the first race and I greatly apologize because I wanted to start bringing up the time form um early pace you guys see on the right side of the screen and you can see it's favoring front runners and they have cairo concert all the way back here along with startup mentality they do have the 10 breath away which we'll talk about a little bit closer. Paul, when you see favoring front runners and uh, a pace projector and you see your choice and, frankly, my choice and Pete's choice in the back, does that concern you?
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm now looking at my – I'm looking at where my second choice is on that grid right in the middle. I might have to make the 10 an A instead of a B.
0: I just want to bring that up. And, and yeah. my, our top choice, Pete's in the same situation. So, and I strongly believe in time for him. I think all of us do. But yeah. I will say, Paul, off the layoff, I think Ira's going to have this horse more mid pack. I just can't believe the ones can be drug all the way back to last from the rail. I think he's going to use her a little bit and she'll be fresh and she might show more speed as a more mature three, you know, three old turning four. I'd be shocked if she's in last. Um, I don't, if she's in last or close to last, I don't like her. I do think of the, closer, she'll probably be in the best position at the top of the stretch. Whether she's good enough is the big question. Now Pete, you and I are going at the 12 and to me, I'll just say one thing and let you expound much more. This is the most talented horse in the race, in my opinion. The question is the outside post and the pace situation we just brought up.
2: Yeah, that was the big concern because I'm as you can see, I like well, I have the one in third and the and the 12 in, in on the top. And my biggest concern was what you pointed out with the pace where this 12 has zero speed. She she just dropped as you can see, she drops to dead last. Nothing bad happened in in either race. She just doesn't have a lot of speed, drops to last and and makes her run. And I mean it got her beat last time. I mean, implicated, who's in this race also worked out a perfect rail trip, got the trip the whole way around and saved the grounds and startup mentality had to stay in the back swing wide had obviously just had to run more ground. And I think that's what cost her cost her in the end. So your concern is obviously now we're in the 12 hole. Now we're further out. That first turn comes super quick. You're going to be stuck, but hopefully because she's so slow out of the gate, at least she won't be caught wide on the turn. Maybe, maybe she dips just right behind the field, but then the slow pace can get to her. If, if she stays a little bit too far back in a big field like this.
0: Yeah. She was the seven in this replay. I was, I had the wrong horse point out. Sorry, early. She was the seven. Here's the implicated who got an absolute dream trip. And this, so let me just go back to where, again, she's pretty far back. I was pointing the nine, but she was, you know, a second back there that, that race drove me crazy because I lost the pick five uh, in that race. And Pete and Paul was one of those circumstances where it was the other Chad who hadn't won a Grade stake yet. I mean, we've seen this story before they both, now, now, actually, started mentality is not one the great at stake. So, hmm, just want to bring that up. Um, but she closed really well, Pete. I don't know if you looked at the incremental splits here. But I mean, I wow, I'll expand. The, why don't you talk about this, Pete, what people see right here on that column all the way on the right really impressive for startup mentality was the third one down there
2: yeah i mean you could see right there just from the the 2242 is 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 fantastic coming home i guess the problem always is though do you leave yourself too much to do and that's always the concern with a closer especially when there's not super speed up front the only thing i did like is implicated in that last race besides getting the great trip, was second off a layoff, whereas startup mentality was was off, I guess, what was it, July, August, September, October? What was it, like a four- or five-month layoff yeah. last time? So maybe the 12 is a little bit sharper this time, just like Implicated was. Although, again, it's really the 12 is going to be all trip, I think, Howard. I think you're right. Super talented, but any time you run from the back like that, the trip yeah. can just sort of bite you in the butt.
0: Well, and Implicated goes from the one to the nine hole. And even though this – this turf course is absolutely beautiful and expansive. You still would like to save ground, ideally, if possible. Let's talk about Breathaway, guys. Now, I have a little bit, or we have a little bit of history with this horse, whether you guys know or not, because Miguel Clement was on this show, uh, the assistant, of course, to Well, I'm going to see Miguel down there. Very excited to talk to the Clement family and Acacia and whatnot as well. Just great people. Um, Miguel was on the show last year, tipped out Breathaway, uh before she ran and said this is one of their favorite horses in the bar. And then she went off and won it at three to one and seemed like a steal in her debut. But Miguel Clement said, and Christoph repeated this guys in a DRF article recently, that breath like max distance, max distance is this mile and 16th. And that might be stretching it. This horse is better going like seven to a mile. When you watch this horse, Paul, and you've got her in second and I've got her in second. She has a very abbreviated run. Like she is really explosive, but it's not a sustained run. She's got a, this horse needs to be ridden perfectly and timed out. Right. That is my only concern because this horse is really talented too.
1: Yeah. And you know what, How how, listening to you say that, which is great insight. Thank you. Um, I like, uh, and going back to the time form, uh, I, I feel even better about you. I'm going to promote this horse from a B to an A because uh, if the race is favoring front runners, this horse certainly could be a little closer, uh, hence yeah. the last race uh, out at Santa Anita. I believe we saw that race, Howard, on November yeah. 5th. Um, on uh, That race would have been, oh, is that the day before? No, yes, wait a minute. No, that
0: was one of the earlier races. Sunday. Oh
1: no! No, that was Sunday. That was Sunday. Sunday.
0: Sorry, Sunday race. So I didn't
1: see it. I didn't see it at all. No. But anyway, um, yeah, I I I do hear that, and hearing what you just said, a horse is going to max out at a mile and a sixteenth. Then based on that pace scenario, I want to have her in this kind of race.
0: Yeah, I just it just feels like uh, we got again. There's a lot of people in the chat. I can't show everyone uh raymond how wet is the course the course is beautiful it's been it's gonna be beautiful all week it's literally gonna be perfect condition um she was a little rank in that race she was on the rail and she lost to a good one and Aniset would probably be anisette's good anisette finished you know she out kicked Aniset late so pete again this is very we got the nine mixed in this is just a very trip dependent race to me i could see four or five horses at the wire. I'm actually spreading quite a bit. I'm using horses we haven't even talked about. Someone mentioned the five. Zipidu, I don't think is absolutely impossible. I know she looks slow, but it's JR and Grand Motion in an open race. I'm even going to use the three guys, Personal Pursuit, who I don't think gets the distance, but you know what? She's she's sprinting. She's by Tappet. Uh, maybe she's going to be up closer. She's got blinks on for Castellano and Cassie. I mean, there's a lot of ways to go here, guys. This is a big spread for me.
2: Hey, Howard, can you show the four real quick? I just want to point something that we that we talk about for some of the people, and I don't know if everyone uses formulator, but one thing we talk about, and this horse is a, is a bomb, so yeah. I'm not saying it's a super win contender, but if you look right there, yeah, Howard's pointing at it. Those last two races, if you look from a time form standpoint, Those are more in like an 88 range and an 86 range. If those were the buyers, you'd be looking at this horse a little bit differently. And at 30 to one. So my note to myself was just sort of sneaky from a figure standpoint. Doesn't like to win, has sort of seconditis. But I think this is one of those back wheel sort of bombers in a race like this, where you could put the horse underneath at, you know, 30 to one morning. Who knows where there's a lot of good horses that are going to take money here. So I could see this one not. So I think this one could even float up from the 30.
0: Pete, I think it's a great, I think it's a great idea. I think the 12 is the most likely winner and the most talented horse, but I, things are gonna have to go her way. This is a really fun race guys. And I think we all agree. This is definitely a spread kind of race. Let's go on to the next race. The big question here is, Will Howard and Pete, have the same pick again because Howard and Pete are not always some pots go with the way they look at races, which is absolutely fine. It's, it's Christmas, people... it's,
1: it's Christmas. It's the spirit well, it, of Christmas. Let, let's see
0: here. We're going to, and oh my goodness, look okay. at this. Look at this. I
2: finally smartening up. Paul is finally fireless. I, uh, I going to change friend. my play, Pete? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fireless in my that, Italian that, friend.
2: It was done. <laughs>
0: Uh, we're both going 8-4, Pete, and, and yes. even, even Paul has the 8. So let's go and bring up this field so everyone can see what we love about the 8. This is the Sugar Swirl. This is one of the graded stakes. It's for the girls. They're only six furlongs for three-year-olds and up. It's a field of 8. Look at the board. Absolutely wide open. Moreline favorite is the number 4, Intrepid Daydream, a new acquisition for Safi Joseph and Tyler G. Maryland Bread at 3-1. to one. So, of course... Of course, Pete is going with the Maryland bread uh, in second. I should say I'm not. Say. I'm
2: not Paul. I don't default to Maryland breads like he does to New York breads.
0: You you don't you don't default to any state or any ethnicity. Oh wait, yeah, you do. You like yeah, the Italians? Yeah. I only the
2: Italians. Uh, yeah, the Italians I go for, not necessarily the Maryland breads. I'm not a Maryland at heart.
0: Uh, Pete <laughs> Spirit Wind, I think, is absolutely fascinating for a lot of reasons. I'm going to let you talk about her. What do you like about the outside speed of this gal?
2: Yeah, a few things I like about this horse. And and if you look at that last one, so just the basic stuff first, that Gulfstream, four wins, two seconds out of six starts, three out of four wins at the distance. And the only time at the distance didn't hit the board or didn't win was the last one out losing to Echo Zulu, who we know is a pretty, pretty good horse in her own right. And then you go for now we're moving to the Carlos David barn, who's been super hot at this meet. And he's, you know, there's one thing I do like about this one. If you look back, you see when broke the maiden by 15 off a layoff, then's off a layoff again, wins by five, then off a layoff again, wins by a head now off a layoff again. So one thing you like is this horse can fire off layoffs and and some of them are lengthy, just like this one is. So I like that. I like that a horse can prove that they can run off a layoff like that. Some of the ones were some slow paces. So maybe there were some favorable pace advantages in some of those races. But I think from the outside, I think Jose can sort of dictate what he wants to do with this horse, whether he wants to clear and go to the lead or maybe sit off if somebody inside goes. So I just like the position. I like the horse. I like the horse that can run off the layoff, loves the course, loves the distance. Just a lot of stuff to like about this one. And I thought would I thought would, well, I knew would maybe not be the favorite, but I even thought maybe a touch lower. So I don't even mind seven to two in all honesty.
0: Paul, before I add a few things, what do you like out Spirit Wind?
1: Well, I think, you know, again, I don't want to oversimplify things. That's my theme of the night, but Echo Zulu would be one to a hundred in this race, <laughs> not one to nine. And uh, if you take that race out and, you know, only lost by six lengths, you know, where's the bad race? There, There, there is no bad race. Um, as Pete pointed out, uh, you know, and Ralph Nix is a fine trainer, and Carlos David is, is off to a flying start. He has great numbers when taking over a horse. You know, this horse ran a really good second to CeCe and the Princess Rooney last year. CeCe, of course, uh, was, a Cup, uh, winner, uh, was a Breeders' Cup winner, I believe. Was the Breeders' Cup winner? Breeders' Cup? Yes. Yep. yep um yeah and and also i think gets the right trip from out there in the sprint um uh jose you know i just i I think all systems go and so there's a few other good horses in here that i'm sure we'll talk about i'm using the six as an a i think weaver's horse has a pretty good shot here um but i i do think the eight is uh clearly my top choice in the race
0: um, you mentioned off the uh, new acquisition, Paul, um, Carlos David, last five years, ladies and gentlemen, with a new acquisition, 22% on the win end, 46% in the money. This is Jacks or Better Farm ownership, which is a very good ownership down in Florida. Guys, this is the kind of horse that I'd usually be against, except for all these stats. Because when you look at the work pattern, you're like, where's this horse been? She had a, an incredibly slow work just at a training center. I actually looked up where that is. It's in Florida.
1: Infields. Where is that house? Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of the city, but it's in it's in Florida. Uh, it's in Florida. And then came back with a solid work. But Carlos David doesn't work his horses fast. And with Irad – sorry, with Jose on, it just – this horse has to be ready, guys. Like, if this horse throws in a clunker – I'll be shocked. If she doesn't win, I wouldn't be surprised. But I just she's gotta be right at this spot. It just it just seems like she is. You guys also taught all the other reasons why I like this horse. Now, after that, we're going different directions. And Pete, I love I oh sorry, I was thinking of another horse, but I do like Intrepid Daydream also. I don't think Savvy's had this horse long. And I say that because the only work that she's had with Sassy with with Saffy, you would think is this one at Laurel, which was a breeze going a mile. So I don't even know if Safi even had the horse then. I don't really think the trainer switch is the reason why I like this horse. She's just ultra consistent. And one of a few in here that looks like could sit a little bit and go by because there's a lot of early speed in this race.
2: Yeah no, I agree with everything you basically said. I do like to be and, and picks up Gaff Leon now. Toledo's a good jock, but I like Gaff Leone even though it hasn't been the hottest at this meet so far, but it was not a big sample size. But I do like also that this horse is not doesn't has, hit from like a buyer' standpoint, has hit higher in the past but is incrementally getting a little bit better. So you see over the course of the four-year-old season, you know, you go to 82, 86, 87, 91. Again, buyers aren't everything, but you like to see just some sort of incremental improvement. And she's winning those races pretty comfortably. So there could be even more in the gas tank, seven for eight at the distance in the top two. There's just not a, there's not a lot. She hasn't been beating much. If you really dig into the fields, the fields, I mean, they're, they're restricted state bred. They're not the best fields. But again, we always say on here, If you're beating them, if you're playing running against a weaker field, beat them like they're a weaker field. And she seems to be doing that. So, again, she's a tough one to leave off just from a form standpoint.
0: Yeah, two concerns is who she's beating. And I just, I don't like no local works over the track. Like, as far as we know, all she's done is jogged. I just, I don't like that. It doesn't mean she can't win. I would have really preferred that Safi have her earlier you know, in his barn and it has like even if it's a fifty maintenance work, at least it's a work over the track. Just yeah. something to throw out to people in court, in case the source doesn't run. It could very could be quickly. a good
2: favorite to it could be a good favorite to go against like Paul is if you I don't if know you, you want to take the a favorite shot. Pete. No, but I just mean more morning line. I'm just talking yep. more morning line if you're if you yep. want to take an early stand. I think this isn't a bad one to do it in.
0: Let's, or Paul, let's talk about the six, and then we'll move on. You you mentioned Hedlund, who's four to one. I think she drifts up off of that for George Weaver, who I have a ton of respect for, and sayas Yes,
1: uh, I think this horse, uh, yes, uh, this horse is going to be an A for me. Uh, Louie's off to an unbelievable start. I think he had one or two more today, didn't he? I wasn't paying close attention. I'm um, not sure. I believe he had at least one. Um Yeah, I I do think. And, and Howard, just to go back for a second, you mentioned the workout patterns. Um, You know, I also was trying to find out what the hell ITC was for the eight horse. But (laughs) this eight horse hasn't run since May, okay, and has not worked, allegedly, only two works since July. If you think that this horse has only had two workouts since July – uh, there's a guy in a red suit and a big red beard who's coming down your chimney to eat your cookies uh, two nights from now, three nights from now. There's no way that this horse has, only, I mean, they might be two officially quote official timed <laughs> workouts, but when I see the training center on there, Howard, I'm guessing that they, it's not quite as vibrant as Clocker's Corner, and if you were <laughs> so inclined to have an unreported workout, uh, maybe that could be an option for you. So I think the state would be pretty, plenty fit, but I digress. Uh, yeah, I do think, I think Weaver Source is uh, pretty consistent. Ten wins, 12 seconds, six thirds. You know, um, no knock-your-socks-off buyers, but, you know, 89s, 82s, 93 at Saratoga. This summer, in a in a optional th- three out of the van at Saratoga is in some cases a stakes stakes race disguised as an st- uh, optional claimer. So, yeah, I think this uh, I think this eight this six will definitely be an A for me.
0: Um, there might be something wrong with my screen or our YouTube channel because we have a ton of people watching. Four likes. What?
1: I mean, oh, yeah, get Get them out! They, get them, out. Get them out, out of the chat. If you don't like it, you get out. Get out. Get them out. Get them out. Here, up. wait. I I haven't liked it
2: either. Oh no, I see I see nine. I, I see like it. I see nineteen likes.
0: Oh, maybe I've got okay. Maybe actually, maybe I do have an issue. Maybe I need to. I I do see do nineteen. I
2: to... Although that's not enough either. I'm just saying. No, that's, that's, not that's still enough. That's still garbage. But
0: I just refreshed. Yeah. It's only see. Oh, it's oh, yeah, there's nineteen. But everything is slow. I don't, guys. I hope everything. Honestly, I'm saying this seriously. I've had some internet. It's been a little bit wacky last. uh, There I see 19. Well, see,
1: Dave sees 20. Charlie sees 20.
0: Well, we need to see another zero.
1: Charlie, get the rest of your family to like the goddamn thing, Charlie. Charlie, Not just you.
2: And and and, and Charlie, tell tell Wesley to to like the podcast like you supposed to. Hey, Charlie, Charlie. by the way,
0: since you're watching, watch the last race day at Gulfstream and see how the number seven, who was a heavy favorite for Wesley Ward, see how that horse did. I just want to throw that out there. Anyone anyway, <laughs> I'm giving Charlie crap, he's a great guy, but he, he loves Wesley Ward almost as much as he loves the New Orleans Saints. And uh by the way, go
2: Rams. I got the Rams minus minus four. So go Rams. Okay.
0: Yeah, I like to see the Rams win also. So Noah Maher. That's his that's his favorite team. Okay. And they've been keep uh they've been a cover machine, by the way, lately. Anyway, yeah. let's go as we how do we just keep digressing out of things? Uh let's go to race ten. Race ten, let's bring it up right now. Race we had a 10. week Mr. off. We
2: don't know what we're doing anymore. We're all confused.
0: We are, yeah. Mister Prospector, Grade Three, seven furlongs, older horses, uh, field of nine. Got a lot of very likable horses here with some names we know well. A moreline favorite is the number nine sabellius who won in the Middle East in the Shima uh, last. Or this it was this year actually. It seems like longer than though. This year for O'Dwyer and Alvarado is five to two line favorite and I mean Pete and Howard couldn't possibly have the same pick again could they I mean there's no, no there's no possible what
2: Wow, no, no, the top three Pete, again, also. I'm giving you a,
0: an air high five we have the same three how about that Pete In did you just order. did you
2: just wait for my email and just copy I them did. and change a couple just to make it not look super obvious
0: what I what I usually do because I don't know what I'm doing is I wait for your email I read it. I see your picks. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to waste my time with the viewers and listeners. I'm not going to do my job. I'll just go with Pete Visco's picks. Let's I mean, just... it sounds
2: right. That sounds right to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Pete, this is a horse Gilmore, who's our top choice for Brendan Walsh and Jose Ortiz. I don't know if you guys recall, but this is my top choice in the Woody Stevens. He was actually a power picks tip sheet play. I've been following this horse quite a while. I think he's very talented, Pete. If we get four to one, oh boy. I think not only does he have a huge chance to win this race at an okay price, but in my opinion, guys, I think he's going to have a huge 2024. And I'm going to say it right now, Gilmore will be in the Breeders' Cup dirt mile in less than a year from now at Del Mar. You heard it here first. That's my prediction. Pete, what do you like about Gilmore, though, on Saturday at Gulfstream?
2: I mean, I do I, I'm with you. and I even the, even the mile, I like to I like that we're going a little shorter here. I like the seven furlongs for this horse, too. This is one where, You know, when we see, sometimes we see horses who like to close and you expect, oh, the more distance, the better for them. And some of them just have their kick going a little shorter. But the biggest thing is you could see on the right side of your screen there and you don't even need to, you know, shrink the screen to see Saudi Crown, Dreamlike, New York Thunder, Arabian Lion, General Jim, Fort Bragg, even Joey Freshwater is a quality horse. I just think this is class relief, if nothing else, too, for this horse. So I like the cutback to this distance. I like the class relief. I think there's enough speed in here. This one, from a time form perspective, if you look at it, is tactical enough to not be too far back, but there's enough speed in here. I think that he'll be able to hopefully sit sort of mid-pack, close into them. He's been working, working really well. I like that last work he had just coming in, especially because he's off a little bit of a layoff. I just think everything looks, everything's pointing up. If you even see two back, two back. It was lower company than this, but when he got away from some of the monsters, he was able to win. Now it wasn't the most impressive win. It was a good track, whatever. I just think this is more of a, this is more his speed right now. And I think he can just, he can beat this field and I think he'll get the trip to do it.
0: I totally agree. He's been a little bit goofy out of the gate. I'd like to see a little more professional and I'm going to mention this on the tip sheet. So I don't want to spoil everything for people that uh, buy the tip sheet, but Pete, my only concern, literally my only concern, because I think there's enough early speed in this race, is this might be a prep for something else. Now I don't know. Yeah. I haven't read any articles. I'm not really concerned about the layoff. I think Brendan Walsh just wanted to get. He's had a very tough summer campaign, so I just my only concern is he's not cranked up fully. The works say that he is though, and I love the outside post. I just everything you mentioned, he just seems really logical to me in this spot for a lot of reasons. Now. The horse that we also have, Pete, that I'm very interested in, and I'm fascinated with this horse. Win from within. This is a turf-to-dirt horse who has been very good on the turf and was just claimed for Bill Maury, Forget this, guys, 150k as a five-year-old gonna be six. So they 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 still think this horse can run. And he's run some big races many on the turf. But Pete, it was his dirt races way back that gave me a little confidence. Plus the workouts that I see no reason why this horse can't fire big at a good price on Saturday.
2: Yeah, he he's a he's a weird one because again, you you said so if you look on on fast dirt and you could see two at the bottom here, it's got three out of four in the top two on fast dirt. And if you look at them though, they're obviously not at the best company from a, from a speed figure standpoint, right. well, he they started weren't. his
0: career on dirt, which he started
2: on dirt. Right? Yes. Which so you that's figure. why the
0: buyers are lower. Just obviously.
2: Yeah, no, I was sorry. I wasn't even going that far. I was going sort of to the 80 and 83 right, here, right. right before they switched the horse to the turf. Right here, yeah. And so if you look at those, he goes, man, maybe they don't, maybe they don't fit as well, but then this horse just has gotten better and better and is just really in fantastic form right now. So yeah. you wonder, okay, if this speed can translate to the dirt, which, looking at the works it looks like it might be able to so if the speed can translate and if he just stays in this same form i think he's dangerous i was i don't know about you you said you handicapped without the odds too were you surprised at the 10 when it came because i was thinking this was going to be maybe third choice yeah something like that so i was pretty surprised and and william morey four out of nine not a big sample size but four out of nine wins seven out of nine in the money first after the claim in 2023 so he's shown again not a huge sample size but he's shown that he can get a horse to run first after like that so at 10 to 1 i think this one's definitely worth a shot and in including especially if he can if he can shake loose and that speed translates
0: well it's like when you claim a horse for 150 paul i know you don't have this horse in your top three, maybe you can see this horse underneath or as a you know extreme backup, but you claim the horse for one fifty, Paul. There's plenty of nice turf races at Gulfstream, especially like mile and mile sixteenth. And of course the Pegasus turf is coming up. Uh, if the horse could you know the horse is shown they could he could stretch out a little bit. I just find a lot of angles interesting that they decide to go here in a tough dirt spot it gives me more confidence. I I know you don't have the horse in the top three, Paul, but any thoughts. Uh, on the fact that from a confidence angle, in my opinion, for more in the connections.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and, and I will be using the horse. I had him as a C originally, and I think he just got promoted after listening to you two. You make very okay. good points. The one thing I noted, and where I did almost include him in my top three and third, was you know, the horse is fast. You know, the horse, is, I think, is going to be fast regardless of what they're running on, unless they're running on that goddamn plastic in the infield, which hopefully <laughs> they won't be. Um, but this oh, horse the is... the
0: language on Christmas week. Wow.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it is what it is. That's what the torpedo brings out in me. Um, <laughs> but the... He's fast regardless. And I, I do how I think you do make a very good point. You know, they claimed him for one fifty. And you know, the fact that they're starting him on dirt, they're thinking of they have to be thinking of at least the potential of him running in some real big money dirt races down the line and they wanna see, right? And if it doesn't work out Saturday, then they'll go back to the turf. But if it does, then you Know they're looking at getting their 150 back sooner rather than later, right?
0: Well, Paul, the way the Pegasus is coming up, if this horse runs well, I'm not saying he has to win, he has to be invited, yeah. also. By the way, he has to be invited, but if he runs well first or second on Saturday, it's not like he hasn't gone in the distance. I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the Pegasus now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, bet him or uh, you know, put him on top most likely in the Pegasus, but. Maybe this is a precursor to the Pegasus. I mean, I don't know. This is this is just a very interesting horse. It is me. interesting. And yep. uh here's another interesting horse. Uh the, the seven. Now, I'm sorry, not the seven, the uh the nine. Uh and by the way, Charlie Freeman liked long-range tidy a little bit, who I don't, but I respect Charlie's opinion. Sabelius, what do you do with this horse ball? Because even uh Jeremiah O'Guire oh. admitted that the Golden Shaheen took a little bit out of him. It doesn't take a, a bit out of everyone, so that's a complete ridiculous fallacy. Please don't think that people, that that fallacy has been disproven for years now. But in this case, it seems to be true. He's just never run back to his numbers before. Now he's got to go seven. This, to me, will tell the story where they go with this horse going forward, because if he doesn't run well, they're going to have to lower their expectations. But he is tactical speed. He's going to sit right outside of hurricane jay or maybe even have the lead he's logical if he's right
1: yeah and and i have him but certainly you know seeing he's the morning line he's not the type of horse you want as the morning line favorite i will say the first race off of dubai was really not that bad i mean he forced the pace with gunite you know whom we saw run second in the breeders cup sprint um you know then they You know, they shipped him across the country taking a real shot in the Bing Crosby, and he absolutely, you know, forced, was up on the pace, but then stopped. And then, you know, back to Keeneland for a good rendition of the uh, edition of the Phoenix, but again, went to the lead, stopped. So I am banking Howard a little bit on the fact that this, all, not some, all of this horse's best races. Have come underneath Mr. Alvarado, my friend Junior, uh, who's a finalist yep. for the Judge Wolf Award, by the way, and we are right. very rooting for him very hard. That's cool. um, I am kind of banking on that a little bit. How that might be a reach, but not the horse I want is the favorite. But I do think that if he's the type of horse that if he if he runs his A race, I think he wins this race. You know somewhere between moderately to handily, but that's a big if, big if.
0: The other horse we have to talk about, and then we're going to move on to the last race in our picks, is Hurricane J. Now, I've got a little issue with Hurricane J. People are like, how, people are like why, why is Howard not like Hurricane J? Guys, if you remember, Hurricane J is the horse that had no business being the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and broke like a shot from the rail and effed up Cave Rock, who was a major play in my BCBC BC Pack and a lot of people at our table including matt miller and others if you remember they he battled with cave rock the first quarter and then he lost by 21 lengths in that race he Had absolutely no business being in it jorge delgado takes over and all of a sudden no surprise to me he runs very well in his last race paul this horse is not going to be able to rate at all especially with irad and I just have a feeling that he is going to be the thorn in the side of Sibelius. We'll have to see. I don't think Hurricane Jay can win, but I Irad is, is going to be going guys. And he's going to make life a living hell. In my opinion, for Sibelius thoughts on that, Paul.
1: I think it's a valid point. I agree with you on his participation in the aforementioned race. Um, I'm um, I think, you know, it's another story for another day, but I think going all in on Cave Rock was somewhere between haphazard and reckless, but that's easy a year after the fact. Um, I got another
0: adjective, actually two words, <laughs> effing stupid. How about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, anyway. but you learned your lesson this year, didn't you? And did you did not do it with the Philly this year, right, Howard? I did not. Right?
0: Tamar was a no-go for me. But anyway, I just think if Sibelius is yeah, no, that... early, that's a major problem. If Sabellius does not have the lead, In the first ten steps, that is a major issue for Sibelius, in my opinion, Pete and Paul.
2: Yeah, I I like our, I like Gilmore if that scenario. If I like, I like our Gilmore pick if that scenario. That was sort of why, because I, I I was really wavering back and forth on Hurricane Jay because you just don't know. Because you're like, well, there's, there's definitely talent here, and I'm not sure is it maybe. Hey, now this horse is just getting good again, and if this horse just gets good. Who knows? But it was just tough to trust in this particular race, especially with the speed on the outside of it.
0: That's oh, a major class test. And that's sort of why I like win within also, Pete. I think if if we, if we I read it correctly, maybe you read it correctly, he's going to sit right off at five and nine, and maybe get a great trip. So I think that's another angle. We didn't talk about the rail horse, who's a nice New Jersey bred, by the way, who's got a shot also. there's a, It's a really fun race. I think the first five seconds of the race are absolutely crucial to see what happens between hurricane jay and Sibelius. we will find out guys let's go on to the last race as we're coming up on an hour which means we're in good timing as we'll spend another about 10 or 15 minutes or so so pete we have been we've had the same horse in every race so far and we i look back at like a bunch of shows paul's already <laughs> shaking his head we have never pete had the same top pick, you and I, in every single race. Not only that, we've had, what, two races exactly the same top three. Will it happen in the Tropical Park Derby? Oh, I'm going no. to show the field first. I <laughs> the, say the drama no. continues. Mile of 16th turf race, 125,000, rail 38 feet. This is for the boys, uh, three-year-olds. Morning line favorite is a horse that I didn't think would be the favorite that I actually like. The number nine, Ohana Honor for Suge and Tyler G. It's another wide open, difficult field. Here are our picks. Drum rolls out there. No, the streak ends. No, but uh, we are going with the same three, Pete. Just a yeah. different order. Um, I'm going with the five, as is my friend Paul. Pete, you're going to go with the eight. So, Pete, I'm going to have you go second, actually, here. Let's go to Paul first paul Anglophile. wasn't sure what to do with him i think he's really talented i do have some concerns he's seven to two for lynch and johnny v
1: yeah he could be a little pace dependent right uh, but you know yeah. remember some people uh, if you're not paying attention which of course our viewers pay attention but you know that last race just throw it out off the off the turf running the slop just you know, and if you do that, then seven or two, maybe looks okay. Um, ran very well in the Kentucky downs race. Um, you know, picks up Johnny V Declan cannons, a fine rider, but you know, you go into a hall of famer, uh, ran in the American turf. I believe we saw, (laughs) I saw that race. You saw that race, Howard. That was the web slinger race. Uh, didn't show up in that race, but that was a very, very good field with Farbridge and major dude. Um, yeah, I like this horse. I, I just think the horse is very consistent. The last three races, throw out the last race and uh, didn't have the morning line, but I, I think seven or two is more than fair. I'd, I'd, I'd take seven or two and be happy about it.
0: Uh, he's improving, Paul. He's by English Channel. Not only am I concerned about the uh, – and I know not have him on top, but not only about the pace, but he, he probably wants longer, and that's a concern for me also. Um But look who he's faced. I mean, you look on the right side of the screen. We talked about, you know, who uh, Gilmore's face, guys. I mean, look who he's lost to more than looks. We've mentioned Web Slinger. I think this is the the class of the the field. And so I am concerned about a few things. If he runs well, guys, I would not be shocked if he's in the Pegasus turf. Uh, Remember, this is not a – next week is the preview day for the Pegasus, but this is a lot of horses that are also sort of could run on that day. Which is late January. I wouldn't be shocked, guys, if this horse is going to run the Pegasus Turf, and I think it can be a factor in that race. I think this horse is really talented. Pete, you have him third.
2: Yeah, one thing, one thing you, you'd like, but I'll poo-poo also. As I say, I, you, you like it is he had he had three straight lifetime buyer tops with the eighty-four, the eighty-eight, and ninety-five in the last three turf races. And like we said, you could toss the last one basically. So on the turf, you could see the improvement. Then the questionable thing was that race two back time form basically hated the race in comparison to buyer where yeah. you, you very rarely see time form and buyer with the same figure or, or pretty close True. like that. So that's always a weird, that's always a thing. You just look at it twice. But again, you beat Farbridge, who's a, who's a really good horse. Really so good. beat a good horse in that race. So forget the figure and closed into a really slow pace which is always impressive also. So yeah, I had this horse in third. I think this was a tough race for me. I was a little bit, I was probably going pretty deep in this one just in terms of who I thought had a shot to win the race. So um, I don't see why this one can't be an A. Again, I agree with the one thing, the note I did have that I totally agree with you with, my note was maybe just likes it a little longer. You see, I don't yeah. like the O for 2 in the money at the distance. I usually at least hit the board O for 2 completely out is a little, yeah, that throws you a little bit, but again, that was in the American turf. And then in that allowance, which I don't know what went wrong, but it was still against more than looks. So that was a pretty good field. Also.
0: Two quick things I'll mention that will go on to your top choice. Be number one, people have to ask themselves, Anglophile, did he get better because of the distance or just because he was improving and becoming more mature to me? It's a combination of both. Number one, Number two, you mentioned very um, appropriately the 95 buyer in the Dueling Grounds Derby, but only 96 time form. I blame that on the rolling hills of Kentucky Downs, where who <laughs> the hell knows how to make a figure and anything yeah. else? It's like a roller coaster, as Paul mentioned. So that's, I don't know if you guys had a thought on that, but I think that contributed to the uh, figure makers saying, like, eh, I don't know what to do with that race. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, Smoky Mandate, Pete, wasn't sure what to do with him. I ultimately decided he doesn't want this distance and it's an extremely tough field, but he's a very likable sort.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's just a he's a he's a good horse. Again, I, I don't think I'm going to make the most convincing of arguments here. Unfortunately, this is a horse I like, but it's it's relatively tepid. I think from a time form standpoint, this one is the fastest and he just has to basically clear the one. And if he can clear the one, then I think he can he can look. be the leader. Yeah, take a look. I, this is I, always I, a I good. to
0: do the guys, if I don't remember it going forward, can you please remember to do this for me to do this every race because I sure. think a lot of people can really gain from this, and a lot of people don't have access to it. Again, top right hand side of the screen, if you can't see it, it says fast pace. That's why it's red with a fireball coming out it. So they see a fast pace, which obviously means you don't want front runners, and they've smoking mandate the fastest of the fastest. But just so people know, and people can decide what they want to do with this. But I can also press finish positions, and this is where see this is weird because they've got they've got Smoky Mandate on the lead in a fast pace and still holding on, which I find a bit unusual. That doesn't usually happen with Timeform, which actually tells you, Pete, that Timeform thinks this is a very very talented fast horse.
2: Yeah, and I think the one thing about it so it has a one twenty five, which is a very quick timeform early yeah. pace, but. Isn't a need to lead type has one. And again, he's not closing, even though he has closed in in his first, but I was breaking his maiden. So, you know, you always discount maybe a maiden breaker at, at Indianapolis. That's not exactly the best company, probably, but still not a need to lead type. So maybe can just sit off. And if he doesn't clear the one, the one might be a little bit of cheap speed. So the eight can sit off take the one on the turn and then see if they can come and get him. But I do think he's tactical enough to do that. And he's fast enough to get the lead and then take them all the way around. So I kind of like the versatility.
0: He is going to get first jump and that's going to concern me because I think I have him as a B as in boy, but he can win. Ohana honor guys for West point and Shug and Tyler G. They like this horse a lot. I know it for a fact. He's in really good form. Paul, um, won a colonial and almost uh, beat Northern Vader when he had to come from further back than he wanted to. Northern Vader is another boy. The three-year-old turf horses are loaded. I can't wait to see what they can do next year. And thank God, guys, because the older turf horses in this country of uh, distance have just been absolute garbage. Other than, of course, your favorite uh pete who up to the mark who's not retired we need to replace him and there are a lot of horses guys that are three-year-olds turning four that can absolutely do that including the most talented one who might run in the Pegasus turf interpolate who's not even in this race ohana honor we've got all over the map paul I'll let you talk about this horse a little bit and then we're going to give our uh our final uh, our, our our pick five
1: yeah, I think this horse is formidable. Howard it, it, it uh, he just has the looks of a horse who's figured it out. You know, some horses take longer than others to figure it out. This horse took seven races to break his maiden, but then once he broke the maiden, uh an immediate eleven-point buyer jump and then another immediate four-point yeah uh, ran uh two good races at Colonial, one on dirt, one on turf. The allowance race he came from way back. In a race, he was favored, but was way, way out of it, and uh, came back and won, um, and then came back and run a, a you know pretty good second uh, to, as you mentioned to Northern Invader. Yeah, in in my play here, Howard, the seven and nine—I mean, pardon me—the five and nine are clearly my two A's, and if I were playing a caveman. I think I went deeper in the caveman I sent you, but if I had to try to live with them, I would. I would like to just talk very briefly, and I think I threw him in my caveman. The four is a little bit interesting to me. Um, mm. If you don't know Chelsea Moisey, Chelsea <laughs> Moisey was an assistant to the great Buff Bradley, and she worked with Divisidero, who was a Ooh. outstanding turf horse. Yeah. Uh, if I went deep enough into my phone, I have a picture of her in visadero at Saratoga <laughs> several years ago. Um, you know, this is an inter. She runs at Tampa, so it's not you know that interesting a ship. She just had a ship across the state, but you know, Carol Cedeno rides top top rider at Delaware. Um, you know, horse has a ninety one buyer last race, which is you know in the mix with these horses, right? Now, Ohana Honor has a 91 career best and we're talking that that's the favorite. So I will have the four as a C and I'm not going to get, you know, in within the race. uh, I'm going to pay a little bit of attention to the
0: four. I had the four as a
2: C also, by the way,
0: let me do you guys a favor, save your money. Um, That last race fell apart like you would not believe. And just so you know, I'm just kidding, you guys can do whatever the hell you want. You're not gonna listen to my opinion in general anyway. But uh to be all honest, Paul, well hold on Paul. Paul, don't give me don't don't do that, Paul. <laughs> Let me explain Paul. I can Let, do I something
1: love, else with my fingers.
0: I love Easy. You already you already <laughs> swore this tonight. That's more than one than you normally do, Mr. Call uh,
1: is coming Catholic. out. The call is coming.
0: <laughs> You're gonna have to go to church extra early on Sunday. Paul, look I will. um, I love the girl power. I mean, that's really cool. And they can train and she can ride and all that. That race totally I actually watched the race because I was like, hmm, maybe the story is interesting. No, that race completely melted down, and more than half that fuel Paul was in for thirty-two thousand. I just if you look at the race and look at the form. I'm completely against the four. I know it's a,
1: it's a 15 to one C. Okay. Don't don't
0: bother. Just, just, yeah,
2: I I, I had the same note. The race (laughs) fell apart. The, The funny thing is this race, if, if things get weird up front, this race can get ugly if the three speed horses actually knock heads a little bit. This race can get a yeah, little. There's wide. a lot
0: better closers than the four. I think we'd all. There are, at, right? there
2: are, but I don't, okay. I don't think it. Yeah, I think the nine is is better sitting off than the yeah. four. But hey, in a fall apart race, I wouldn't mind yeah, having a, sure. a double digit C apart. to close it out. Yeah, it yeah. Apart,
0: I'll you tell you,
1: the three or- don't sleep on the three either. Bobby, uh,
0: right now I got to show the three. I want to move on to the what do we got? The three. Who's the three? Oh, Bappy is a decent horse. I just not know. He's got one number. I, he doesn't do much for me, but I got respect for him. I don't know. He doesn't do much for me personally, but I hear you. Apparently,
1: you only care about what Pete thinks tonight.
0: Well, pretty well, much. I mean, you I gotta, mean. You know, it's- <laughs> No, but honestly, guys, I, I think the four, to me, for me, just got to throw it out there and give people my opinion. I think he could run a very good closing fifth at best. That's just my opinion. So, hey, so uh, we'll, we'll hit the, super, five
1: hit the, high we'll five hit
2: the super high five, Paul. That's the that's best bet in, in racing Signal,
0: anyway. So. That's right. Key and fifth. Uh, April Key and, 4th. Yeah, that's all. Was it Andy? Uh, I, was like 15th, Andy? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. All right, let's go to the – And and Pete, since you are you and I are so simpatico tonight, of course I have to go with you first. I like being
2: the teacher's pet for once, Paul. It's very nice. For our winning
0: pick five, here it is. (laughs) Pete's pick five: five, seven, eight, with one, nine, ten, twelve, with four, eight, with one, four, seven, nine, with eight, nine. A cozy ninety-six dollars, Pete.
2: Yeah. And again, I made this ticket too before the odds. So the first race probably going three deep with a with a seven to five and a five to two. And it maybe isn't the best idea. But, you know, those were the three that I liked. I I probably would lean seven, eight if I needed to to cut that back a little bit. I wanted to go a little bit deeper in the second leg just because it wasn't that I thought a bunch of horses that I really liked. But the four that I liked, I kind of liked those four. I wanted to make sure they were included. Then I I just went too deep too deep to close it. And then again, in that, in the, what is that? The Mr. Prospector. I thought the Mr. Prospector, I just had a bunch of potential A's like I like Gilmore, but it's not like Gilmore is super reliable to win races. So I thought that one was a little bit open. Sibelius is weird. There's a couple weird horses. And then you, you mentioned earlier, great navigator. We didn't really talk about that one, the one, but it's three to one, which is a little lower than I expected. But I don't know. I thought that race was pretty wide open. So I figured let me go four deep there.
0: Merry Christmas to Jim Polars. Good ticket, Pete. I'm very interested to see what happens. I think there is possible value in this sequence uh, because I know there's some horses that are a little bit lower price that are vulnerable. We shall... See, let's go. Especially do, when my
2: when my first four legs win, and then my four seahorse in that last race closes it out for about fifteen grand. Then we're going to be pretty happy, right, Paul? It's going to be a real merry Christmas. In that's the, the plan. In our household. That's the
1: plan,
0: Pete, my friend. There's a reason why that horse has April Fools in its name. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> Yep, you heard that right. That's right. I can't
2: Paul. wait for this. I I'm going to be rooting so hard for this horse. Just to, you know.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If they go 21, if they go 22 and 45 like they did last time, she's got uh, he's got a shot. Other than that, yeah. absolutely no freaking <laughs> chance at all. Paul's going two seven eight one nine ten six eight one seven nine three four five nine. Did Santa come early? An extra eight dollars from. Good old Santa Claus for Paul going 108. Paul, talk about your ticket.
1: Oh, as you know, Santa comes to those who are good throughout the year. So Santa yes. gave me $8 in advance. That's
0: very nice. You've been a good boy. Paul. And,
1: we appreciate and it. he said, if your cheap uncle doesn't like it, tell him to screw. Oh, sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> That's Santa just would never swear words. talk I'm like that.
0: talking to Santa. You're going to subtract that eight bucks. You ain't getting any more, my friend. I'm in the oh, call. Wait. I'm he's getting called. the call,
2: Howard. Paul, Howard's how the Hanukkah guy. That's why Santa's like, screw him anyway. You know, he don't, you know, he's not a Christian. <laughs> no, that's a wait a minute. Santa
0: loves all that's people. Good
2: that's good point.
1: Point. Yes. Easy now. No, he's not stopping at Howard's house. Anyway, I, had, I, a, I, had had
0: sent, I had Santa Claus Steen come to my house already, so it's all there good. There you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know... It, they say in the caveman, Howard, you always want to try to get a single if you can or narrow down. I had a hard time finding that one horse that I really wanted to lean on yeah. in the sequence. I think you can relate. Uh, the closest I could come was, you know, I, I think I can get by or anyone could get by with the six and eight in that middle leg. We talked about Spirit Wind, and I like that headland as well. Um, I, I think there will be some people in a caveman sequence Single Spirit Wind, but I, I don't I don't want to be that bold. But I, I think that's the closest I could come. And I'm I'm kind of wishy washy the rest of the way. I did want to spread in that last race, um, and yes, I did spend the extra money so I could include the four. So I'm really ha- happy about the lieu of tonight's developments. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, I, I do agree with you, Howard. I, I think the reason why you might be okay as far as price in the sequence is. You know, I just don't see a series of, you know, even like two like odds on. I don't think there'll be many horses odds on. Period. Let alone having them win. You know what I mean?
0: I, I do, I do. But you can just give the twenty-seven dollars back on April Fool's and you to Santa and let him give it to a, a, a sick child or something, Paul. Because that you just wasted twice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like the horse. I just she just does this. I can't call it she. He doesn't class up. But anyway, moving on. Uh, good ticket, Paul. And, and again. This this thing can pay for sure. Uh, did I single anyone, guys? We haven't played no. that game in a while. I say no. 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 Spirit wind. No Gilmore. I say no. You're right. I did no. not. Ninety six dollar ticket. Two five seven eight with one three ten twelve with four seven eight with four seven with five nine. Paul, I agree with you. I'm I'd be very nervous in the last race it was only five nine, which of course I'm using others in the ABC. Guys, I'm spriting the first two. I just don't trust the first two races uh, that much. Even though I do like Spirit Wind, I'm you know I, I don't, I mean, I I like her a little bit, but there's others that can win that race. And so I'm throwing a bunch in there. I'm oh, sorry, that's the 62-5. My bad. I don't trust 62-5 horses, even though I do like the eight. And then the uh tropo, uh, did I do that? Right? Yeah, I did do it. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Why am I now? I'm now I'm thinking I screwed up. No, I'm good. Oh boy. The tropical. No, I'm, I'm good. The tropical park Oaks. I, I'm using more than the obvious three. Uh, you guys can see my picks on the screen. there, four, seven, eight. And then I'm going to go light at the end. Um, I'm, I'm trusting Gilmore and maybe win within a win from within Pete. And I'm going five, nine. So to me, I'm spreading early and going a little bit lighter late guys as we end the show been a lot of fun i'll let each get some final thoughts and paul we'll start with you
1: um well i would just like to wish you two and uh uh you know one thing about our viewers you know we they are very loyal you know we see the we see new names but we also see the same names there week after week after week and now it's i think pete and i have you know since pete and i rescued this show from the abyss of oblivion uh (laughs) I think it's been about a year and a half now, Pete. So I shouldn't be like that so close to Christmas, but you well, know, it doesn't it matter. It Either getting cold or you're
2: not at this point. I don't think you're changing minds in the yeah, last right. few days. Right. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad <laughs> Howard already sent
1: his gift. So what the hell? <laughs> that's true. that's uh, true. But anyway, no, no, really. Uh, we really appreciate it. And you know, it's a time of year to be thankful. And I'm certainly thankful. I'm thankful for what the role that racing, uh, has played in my life. And it's, it's a role that has accelerated this particular year. I'm certainly thankful for the opportunity that uh, I've been given and uh, you know, just hope everyone out there enjoys a few down days, but uh, come out firing and be ready for uh, opening day at Santa Anita.
0: Well, so that's our next show is Saturday, uh, Tuesday, uh, the 26th of December, ten thirty AM. You guys will both be on that show, correct? Yes. Oh, terrific. Okay. Pete, final thoughts. Anything you've seen in racing and you want to talk about? Gary Stevens no longer on the Fox broadcast. I will not give my opinions on that.
1: And just- by the way, uh, Mike Rapoli got his restraining order against the NYGC today. Yes, he did. So yes, he that did. story <laughs> hasn't ended either.
2: Anyway, go ahead, Pete. Pete, <laughs> I mean, Paul said everything so well, like he is our local wordsmith. So all I'll say is happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I hope everyone has a healthy, safe and and hopefully get some nice presents. Hopefully Santa's good to everybody. Hopefully that four wins the fifth leg here. So me and Paul can stick it to Howard on Tuesday. That would be fantastic. And again, what you said about our viewers, it's the end of the year. We've had a great year. and, and, And you said they're so loyal and they're so fun and they're so, you know, they participate so much that. Obviously, this show would wouldn't be the same without them, so I just want to wish all of them a happy holidays as well, and thank you to all of them. Thank you to you guys, and I will, you know, hopefully Christmas weekend will be uh will be very nice with this pick five, and then we'll get some presents on on Sunday that were Monday, I guess. Monday. This will be Saturday, Sunday, Monday. By the way, if Charlie's still listening, I got Puka Nakua in fantasy. I'm in the fantasy semifinals. He got a touchdown. Rams are up. I like that too
0: they are yeah guys to you too you know merry christmas happy new year we'll see you before the new year but merry christmas to you guys you know i don't to do our say on the show how i feel about you guys it's just been unbelievable um friendship and camaraderie with us on the show and like you said we can't do without the viewers and you viewers out there have been absolutely awesome we can't thank you enough continue to please spread the word because 2024 Boys, do we have some plans for? We have new shows. We got some new names of shows coming. We got some new material coming out, uh, and we're just going to keep growing. And I'm really excited what 2024 will hold for us. But in the meantime, wish everyone again a Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope you have a wonderful time with your family and friends. And we'll see everyone next Tuesday for my good friends Paul Halloran and Pete Visco. this has been your host Howard Kravitz, episode 318 of the HHH racing podcast crush your bets at Gulfstream in the late pick 5 the mandatory uh payout pick 6 or any other wagers that you will be making take care everyone have a great night bye bye It's one of the best.